This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. As always, I want to thank Rabbi Shabtai for privileging me and giving me the opportunity to learn together with you the weekly Parsha. Uh, this week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayera. And uh, I wanted to learn part of a piece of the Nesiva Shalom that I think is a little bit different. I think a little bit off the beaten path in terms of seeing things through a different lens in our, in our Avodah Hashem, and uh, hopefully being able to appreciate a new dimension, uh, a new element or component of the Akedah. Uh, the Nesiva Shalom, which actually begins a page earlier than what I handed out to you, asks a number of different questions as it relates to Akedah's Yitzchak. I want to focus on one of those questions and to perhaps together reveal and uncover, like I said, a new dimension to our Avodah Hashem that we're not always uh, in tune, that our antennas are not too, uh, super sensitive to. And that is the following. He asks the question, why the Torah says the words of Ahayalukim Nisais Avraham, Shalonizkar Kain Bishar Hanesyonos. We know that uh, the Mishnah Perkyavos tells us and many of them are recorded in the Torah itself, some are recorded just in the Midrashim, that there are ten Nisyonos that Avram Avinu had to confront. There are ten Nisyonos that Avram Avinu had to endure, had to uh, overcome, uh, at you know, insurmountable or certainly against the odds. And, and the Torah records and teaches us numerous lessons we even mentioned last week, the famous Morei Naim, the Chernobyl Rebbe, that the reason why the Torah records all of these uh, Nisyonos isn't because the Torah is a storybook, but rather to highlight that each one of us have our own personal Asar Nisyonos. Each one of us have our own individual 10 tests that we need to overcome, not just to show the Chiba, that we, the love that we have towards Hashem, but to show ourselves, as the Ramban says in this week's parsha, uh, the potential that we have laid, laying beneath the surface, that are laying laid, you know, under the surface, that we bring to fruition. But he wants to know today why, as opposed to all the other Nisyonos, that Avram Avinu had to confront, this is the one in which the Torah says, Elokim nisas Avram. I don't know. What about the Orkazdim? He's thrown into a fiery pit. Okay, that was not, is in the Medrash. What about the fact that, you know, he had to leave a land uh, that he was accustomed to, that he was familiar with, and all of a sudden to go to a place he didn't even know about? What about now that he got settled, settled in Eretz Canaan, he then had to go down to Mitzrayim to a morally debased and an ethical environment? There's so many Nisyonos that would be very difficult for any of us to consider one necessarily more significant or difficult than the other. And yet the only Nisayon, the only test that the Torah opens up that introduces that Nisayon is Akedas Yitzchak with the words of Elohim Nisas Avraham, that Hashem tested Avraham. And so obviously there is something unique to be learned from Akedas Yitzchak. Some things we're familiar with, the Mesiris Nefesh, but there are other things that perhaps we've never really reflected on, we've never really uncovered, we've never revealed before, that the Nesiva Shalom is going to hopefully help us discover. So we're going to start with Oz Bey's page, page Kufyod Aleph, which is hopefully going to address this issue for us. And he says the following, something fascinating, that like I've said many times, you can be Maver Sedra and review the Parsha many, many times, Targum, and there's certain things that I've never picked up on until I've begun to learn the Nesiva Shalom. And the Son of Rebbe says as follows, There's another tremendous thing that we can learn about the magnitude of this test of the Akedah, of the binding of Yitzchak, of being confronted with being commanded to sacrifice his only child, his progenitor. 
based on the Noam Elimech, Rav Elimech of Lezhinsk. We all know that the Torah says that when Avram Avinu was commanded to do the last test, to perform the last of the tennis yonos, according to some, he got up early in the morning the next day, and we learn out from there, number one, that uh, the, the tefillah of Shachris corresponds to Avram Avinu. We also know Zrizus. We learned what about what it means to have alacrity, what it means to, to rush to uh, join and per- be able to participate in a mitzvah. But what we didn't ever necessarily notice is that after Avram got up, so the Pasuk says, Vayivka Atze Ola. He went and he chopped some wood that he anticipated that he would need for the sacrifice of Yitzchak. Asks the Nomali So the Nomali Melech asks, why in the world did Avram need to prepare this wood so early on? They had a long journey ahead of them. There was going to be many days prior to finally arriving on Haromoriah in which he was going to actually have to actualize and hopefully pass this test. Why did he need to go ahead and collect and chop the wood now? It seems to be a little bit early. He seems to be jumping the gun. Harei Haisela'o, turn the page. There's three days. Would he not be able to find uh, trees on the way? And even if you, maybe Avram Avinu was concerned that when he arrived at Haramoriyan Yerushalayim, there would not be a plethora, there would not be available wood for him to go ahead and use for the marachah, for the fire that he was going to have to prepare to sacrifice his son. So good, so let him take the logs of wood if he's really, really nervous, but he doesn't have to start chopping the wood then, so take the wood with him. So the Noam Elimach, quoted by the Nesiva Shalom, says, in order to answer our question of what's so unique about Akedas Yitzchak, we have to ask ourselves a different question. And that question is, why was it necessary for Avram Avinu, obviously he was had Zerizus, he was excited about the mitzvah, but it seems to be he's jumping the gun a little bit. Let him get and gather and chop wood at Haramariah. Or if he's nervous that maybe there wouldn't be any available wood there, good, so take some logs with him. But why does he have to go and chop it already so early on in the process? Umavair da'abori baruchu, the the Boreal, the Makodesh Baruch Hu, Asher Gitshonu Mitzvosav Itzivon Alakayim Mitzvosav, Ein Ikaritzonu Baasiyah Shal Mitzvah Poel. So the Nesiva Shalom, based on this question, the Noam Elimelech explains that Hakodesh Baruch Hu, when he wants us to do mitzvos, it's not just about bringing that mitzvah El Hapoel of doing it uh, practically with action. Ella Ikar Hanochas Ruach Lefanav Yisparchi Sheamar V'Naaseh Ritzono. Part of doing a mitzvah is not just the mitzvah itself, but it's how we approach the mindset, the perspective we have when we approach this mitzvah. Hamasirus, the self-sacrifice, v'ha'av, and the love, v'hashlemus, and the shlemus is a hard word to translate, but the feelings of completeness, of perfection. Harotzen, in terms of our desire, she'ishli yehudu b'kiyam ha-mitzvah, zehu ikarutzon ha-bore. In other words, it's not just about the mitzvah that we are going to fulfill, and like I've said many times, that we're going to check a box off of in order to fulfill, but it's how we approach the mitzvah. When we approach this mitzvah, what is our objective? What is the goal we have in mind? Are we simply trying to fulfill one of the 613 or the many mitzvahs mid Or do we understand that the mitzvah is a totsa'ah? It's the result of our desire simply to fulfill the ratzah and the desire of Hashem. If a person says the Gemara, it wants and tends on doing a mitzvah, 
and ends up being prevented from performing that mitzvah due to some unavoidable occurrence or situation. Velo asa. And he doesn't do the mitzvah. Says the Gemara something fascinating. It's as if his credit is considered to be as if he actually performed the mitzvah. Why? Says the Nesiv Hashem based on this Gemara. The Ribbon Shalom is the one who can discern hearts and knows the secrets of each one of us. He knows our thoughts. He'll know how much that person has cheshek, how much intense desire that person has to want to do the mitzvah. And because he can see in one's heart, in one's neshama, the desire that he has to perform that mitzvah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu considers as though to some extent he's done the mitzvah. Because the primary focus, the fundamental objective that we have when we do a mitzvah, yes, we have to do the mitzvah. It's not just that our thought counts necessarily. But if we just do the action as robots and we don't think about what the purpose of the mitzvah is, we don't view this mitzvah as a conduit, as a bridge, as an opportunity to serve our Creator, as to be able to fulfill the Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we've missed the point of what the purpose of the mitzvah is. V'chein lehefech, he says something very scary and the opposite is true as well. In the mitzvah b'maisa, a person who goes ahead and fulfills a mitzvah with action, b'chol ha'idurim, with all of the hinder, with all the chumras, with all the trimmings, with all the icing. But he doesn't think to himself, he doesn't focus his heart. If you're missing out on the intentions, if you're missing out on the kavanas, if you're missing out on the focus, if you're missing out on the heartsick, the hargashos halev, the feelings as to why you're doing the mitzvah, it's a ikr chaser and a sefer. You're missing out. And even when you do the mitzvah, you're missing a part in the purpose of this mitzvah. You're missing out of being consumed by this mitzvah. As we say that we're going to do Hashem's, Hashem's purpose. And that's what the Gemara in Sanhedrin says. You need, the Torah wants us to have our heart all into it. The whole purpose of a mitzvah, yes, we need to do the mitzvah. And yes, no one's going to suggest that even if on an occasion, when you don't feel it, you still have to do it. As we like to say, you got to fake it till you make it. But in an ideal fashion, when you're going to develop, when you're going to strengthen, when you're going to intensify your relationship with Hashem, when you want to know the ideal way to relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to connect to Him, you need to understand that there's two parts to this. There's the kavana, there's the understanding of what the purposes of the mitzvahs are, and then there's the kiyom, there's the fulfillment, there's the asiyah, there's the action of doing the mitzvah. And without either of those things, you are not doing those mitzvahs in their pristine, in their ideal fashion, with the ideal objective. And with that, says the Nesiv Hashem, you can now understand, back to our question, of why Avram Avinu had to go ahead with a lot of zrizos, and go ahead and not only gather the wood so early on, but chop the wood so early on. He says as follows. Now we can understand why the Pasuk details exactly what Avram was doing to highlight us the following message. We know how the way a man works. Fascinating, the Nesiv Shalom is providing for us a psychological insight. When Hashem commands us to do something, Right? You, you would take on a new mitzvah. 
There's a certain level of excitement. There's his slavus, right? You know, we, uh, we there were Messiah, the Dafyomi, on January 5th, right? Uh, or January 4th, and they started the nothing. People were, were raring to go. And I bet you, unfortunately, if you take a poll now, much of that excitement has died out. Certainly, we're in the middle of Erevin, where there's uh, it's definitely challenging Gemara, right? Some of that Hislavas may, in fact, have died down. But when you first tackle a new mitzvah, when you first discover a new mitzvah that you want to connect to, you want to take something new on, there's a tremendous amount of excitement. But after a while, and I love the word he uses here, miskarer, from the Lushan of Karf, you cool down. You're not as on fire. You're not infused with as much passion. You don't feel that level of excitement you had when you first took on the mitzvah. I was at a Hanukkah's tefillin yesterday, and the father was talking about his son, and we all remember, some of us a little bit longer than others, that first time we put on tefillin, how excited were we? Right nowadays, already tefillin is part of our lives. Says the Nesiva Shalom. Based on this psychological insight, we can now understand. When Avram Avinu was commanded, was instructed to perform the Akeda Yada, he knew. Right now, when Hashem instructed him, even though it was the Akeda, there was a fire burning within him to be able to perform this mitzvah. But what was he concerned about? Perhaps maybe he had a three-day journey he still had to go through before he'd arrive at Haramoria. He wasn't necessarily going to be performing this mitzvah at at right there, punked when he was receiving the instructions. The Hayachoshesh and Avram Avinu was concerned. He was worried that perhaps when he would arrive at Haramoria, the excitement would have cooled him down, it would have died down. Lakach miyad. Therefore, immediately, kasher divrei love Hashem. Right when Hashem commanded him to do this, mihar lasos komashibiyado. He did everything he possibly could do as part of the mitzvah lasos, so that he could do it ata now. So at least the beginning of this mitzvah, the preparation, the hachanas for this mitzvah, we're going to be done with zrizus. We're going to be done with excitement, with passion, with enthusiasm. So that way, even though perhaps when push would come to shove, he would be climbing Haro Maria and all the motions would be flowing at him, would be running at him. And maybe he'd have some reluctancy, maybe understandably so he'd have some hesitancy in having to perform this sign of sacrificing his son. Anything he could do to infuse excitement, his odorous, anything he could do to ensure that there's a certain level of passion and enthusiasm when performing even part of this mitzvah, he wanted to jump on. It's true. He could have logistically, practically, he certainly could have waited till he got to Haramoria. He would have been able to gather the trees. He would have been able to chop the wood. He would have had everything he needed. But that's not what Avram saw as an opportunity when he wanted to do a mitzvah. For him, the mitzvah wasn't just about kiyum, fulfilling and doing the physical part of the mitzvah. It was about infusing that mitzvah with what he wanted to ultimately accomplish. And that was doing Ratzon Hashem. And so therefore, as a concern, perhaps that excitement were to die down. Or I'll add another layer. Perhaps he'd have some reluctancy confronted with the reality that he'd have to sacrifice his son. Maybe he wouldn't be as excited. And so therefore, any part of the mitzvah he could do right up front, even if it meant jumping the gun a little bit, Anything that he could infuse with this mitzvah of the Na'aser Ritzonah that we are doing for this for the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
he was going to jump on that opportunity to do. And that suggests the Nesiva Shalom as to what distinguishes this Nisayon, Elokim Nisas Avram. Because here we're highlighting another unique element, another unique dimension to the Tzidkos, the righteousness of Avraham. That he was able to be overcome his challenges, he was able to overcome his emotions. All he cared about was being able to perform the mitzvah in its best way possible with, as he said, his orus, with life, with chiyus, with enthusiasm, with excitement. And that was the best way for him to be able to do so. It could be also that this will also answer the other question that many ask, and that is, why is it called, uh, why do we give more credit? Why is it focused on Avraham when in reality it's Akedas Yitzchak? It could be because, again, the Torah wanted a feature, the Torah wanted to highlight this very valuable lesson. I thought this was something worth sharing with you because I think uh, certainly most of us who are uh, been around Yiddishkeit for a while are uh, used to and have it part of our lives on a regular basis, our minyanim, our learning becomes a regular part of our routine that we forget why we do the mitzvos. We forget that it's not just about the do, it's about the how. It's not just about making sure that we can go to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Rosh Hashanah feeling confident in the performance of the actual mitzvah. And we oftentimes forget about what the purpose of the mitzvahs are. And if we remind ourselves based on this uh, lesson of the Nesiva Shalom, based on the Noam Elimelech, that it's not just about fulfilling the mitzvah, but using the mitzvah to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to remind ourselves that the mitzvah is there to be able to fulfill the Naaser Ritzono, to fulfill the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then I think our mitzvahs will become much more meaningful. We will be able to inject a Heschadshus, a rejuvenation of those mitzvahs. They will feel new to us with a new excitement, with a rejuvenated feel. And please God, if that will continue to deepen and enrich the relationship that we have with Hashem, thank you so much for listening.